Okay, so here we are um, on Memo Ralph. Itmar, Chamin Shuchamu Me'erev Shabbat. Water that was heated on Erev Shabbat. Lamachar, on Shabbat. Rochoitz Bem Kol Gufo. You could wash your whole body. Ever, ever, one limit at a time. So, again, this is not Halachalama. There's an opinion that says if you do a limit at a time, it's okay. It's only a problem if you do your whole body at the same time. Um, Shmuel Amar, lo etziru lechotz, ela panav yadavaraglav. No, you're only allowed to do your face, hands, and feet if the water was heated out of Shabbat, but you cannot do your whole body even piecemeal. Meitive, we have a question from a brayta. Chamin shuchamu me'erev Shabbat, water that was heated on Friday. L'machar uchetz ben panav yadavaraglav. Avalokhu gofo? Shuftarav, seeing we have a bright head on on Rav, you can never do your whole body. Rav will tell you, when it says you can't do your whole body, it says you can't do your whole body simultaneously. If you want to do your whole body piecemeal, you could, Rav says. Rav says the bright that says you can't do your whole body means at one time. Why does it say you can do panaviyadavraglav? If it says, it says you can't do your whole body, you could do panaviyadavraglav. It should have said you could do your whole body piecemeal. This is no ke'en panaviyadavraglav. When it says you could do your face, your hands, and your feet, it means your face, your hands, your feet, your stomach, your legs, each one separately. Okay, so Rav's still sticking to his opinion. Tashima. Um, it says clearly only your face, hands, and feet. It doesn't mean literally your hands and feet. It means each part of your body separately. Water that was heated on Erev Shabbat. You can't do your whole body limb by limb. Of course you can't do your body on Yom Tov. And here we have a clear bright that says do not do your whole body pre-smeal. And that knocks out Rav. Okay, so that's opinion number one, Makloka Rav and Shemuel. And so approach number one, Makloka Rav and Shemuel, can you wash your whole body one limit at a time? And we just disproved Rav from a bright that clearly said, you cannot wash your whole body one limit at a time. Rabba Mati Lalahashmata the Rav Bahailishna. Rabba explained a different version. Kamin Shukhamu Meherav Shabbat. Water that was heated on Friday. Lemachar on Shabbat. Amar Rav. Ochetz bahem kol gufo. Meshier ever echad. Different approach now. Not you wash your whole body limb by limb. You wash your entire body. Just leave over one limb. Even bigger kula. Eight to And they asked all those questions. And two of them we knocked them out. So regardless of what Rav said, he was knocked out from the right. Did, did, uh, follow Rav's opinion, which was lenient? What did Rabbah do? So, Amale, Loyadana, I don't know. Mighty Baila, what was his question? She did love it. Why would Rabbah follow Rav if Rav was knocked out? This is Loshmiele. Maybe, maybe, he, Rabbah did not he, know of those questions. Yilo Shmiele said, that's the case. But Dayavad, he would have followed Rabbah. What's your question? 
Did he hear the Tiyoftas? He's not going to follow Rabbah. Did he not hear the Tiyoftas? Of course, he is following Rabbah. So what was your question? Rabbah says, Komili Damar Avid Kirav. Rabbah followed Rav on all matters. Barmiani thought, except for these three, Rabbah Kishmuel, which we had in Mamemadikim. Number one, that Rabbah followed Shmuel Matilin. You're allowed to put Sitni Begad Lebegad. You're allowed to take him from one garment to another. Madikim and Nerl and Nerl, you could light one candle for the other candle on Chanukah. There's a question with an intermediate, without an intermediate. And he follows up Shimon on the halacha of dragging the bench that we, Enomit Kaven is Mutar. So, what's the question? Well, the answer says, Kechumrei de Rav Avid. Rabbah always followed Rav's Chumrot. Kukulei de Rav, de Rav Lo Avid. He didn't follow his leniencies. So since he didn't always follow his leniencies, we want to know on this specific leniency of Rav, of washing your body, what did Rabbah hold? And we did not have an answer. Now the Gemara is going to go into the Gezerah of Merchatzaot, which we know you can't take a shower on Shabbat, not because it's an inherently sore if the water was heated in Erev Shabbat. Why can't I take a shower with water that was heated Erev Shabbat? So we're going to see, they made a Gezerah because they were concerned there were people that were heating water on Shabbat and saying it was heated Erev Shabbat, and therefore the decree came into place. I have a merchatz. They closed all the holes. They used to have holes in the ground, uh, which which would the the there would be um, the fire would be under it. They closed them. So Motzei Shabbat, you let to wash, but not on Shabbat. Similarly, if it was closed up on Erev Yom Tov, on Yom Tov, you can walk in and get yourself steam. The Yotzeh, and you can walk out of Mishtatev, and you can shower and buy a Takitzon. Amar Buda, Ma'asev Mechad Shel Bnei Brak, Shepakakun Nekavah Me'erev Yom Tov. They closed up the holes. That means it's not really functioning. It's a Mechad, means it became, it's a, it's a bathhouse that you're closing up the holes. So now it's, uh, it's just warm, but there's no, uh, there's no water. So it's like what you call a Schwitz. They came in Vizil. Well, they walked in, they got a nice schwitz on Yatsuvunishtatsu and took a shower outside. The uh the the, uh, the the there was wood planks there covering up. And uh they they weren't worried about being heated up from uh from the, the heat of the merchats. You even allow to do it if the if the if the water is not if the if the planks are not covering it. Okay, so so far we see great rabbis were schwitzing on on, on Yom Tov. But when the sinners were increasing, they forbade to take a schwitz. Where in Ambat Yotzel Krachin, in the large bathhouses. I'm sorry, they, they, they were Oser to Schwitz, but Ambat Yotzel Krachin, large bathhouses, Metayel Bahem Venochoshesh. You gotta walk through them. Meaning, I'm not gonna stop in, I'll walk through them, the large ones I could take a walk through. That's the story. So, my Ovreavera, what was the sin that was happening that caused them to stop the using of Schwitzes? Amar Shimon ben Pasi, Amar Yeshua ben Levi, Mishum bar Kapara. 
בתחילה, before the original Gezerah, היו רוכזים בחמים שחמו בערב שבת. Originally, when, uh, I don't know when it happened, when Yeshua entered Eretz Yisrael, everyone heated up their water ahead of Shabbat, they took a shower on Shabbat, beautiful. You shut off the hot water tank, like people think that's okay, I shut off the tank, and I, and I take a hot water, a shower. It's good, there's no problem, Bishul, you shut off the water tank, but there's still a Gezerah. But originally, that Gezerah did not exist. What's wrong? I'm taking a hot shower on Shabbat, I'm not heating up the water. What happened was, Hitzchilu HaBalanim, the bathhouse workers, they're called Balanim, they were heating up the water on Shabbat. And they would say, oh, we heated it of Shabbat. So the rabbi saw that by allowing to take hot showers on Shabbat from pre-existing water, it brought people to actually heat up on Shabbat. They made a gezerah. They said you cannot take a shower in hot water, even if it was heated the day before. They allowed people to take a schwitz. Okay, so you take a schwitz, you're not taking a hot shower. All there is is this hot water that was previously heated, and you're taking a schwitz. People would go and they would wash in hot water that was heated on every Shabbat. We wouldn't listen to Gezera. And when they started screaming, hey, what are you doing over there? You're walking out with hot water on you. I said, no, no we, we didn't take a shower, we just took a schwitz. The rabbi said, they can't control this. No schwitzes. Can't walk out with hot water. No schwitzes. I don't, don't tell me you teach us taking a schwitz. No schwitzes. Because we let you take a schwitz, you can take a hot shower and claim it was a schwitz. They said, okay, you want to use the hot waters of Tveria that no one did anything. It's naturally hot springs. That's okay. But they take a hot shower in regular heated hot showers. And they would say, oh, we came in a chamei Tveria chatsnu. And we'll end that's it. They said people could not control themselves. They allowed the hot waters of Tveria, but the Gezerah and the Schwitzing stayed in its place. So they really used to be allowed to walk into the Russian bathhouse on Coney Island on Shabbat, but when you're going to come out with hot water on you, People and you'll and, and you, you could use that to sketch for real hot shower. Okay, Amara, Rava, Haiman Davar Drabanan. Anyone that does not listen to Gzera Drabanan, Shari Lemekrale Avaryana. You allowed to call him a sinner. Okay, that's the statement. Someone who disgraces Drabanans, you can call the guy a sinner. And he says, "Is a sinner? I'm not a sinner." Yes, unless the rabbis, you're a sinner. Keman Kihatana, because this whole bright that used the word sinners. And these guys are not sinners. What they do? They didn't listen to the rabbis. No. Not listening to rabbis is called over Avera. Okay? Now I'm going to explain the last line of the Brayta. Ambatiot shel krachim. We said a large bathhouse, the public bathhouses. Metayel bahem. You got to walk through them. Ve'eno choshesh. And you're not worried um, that they're going to say you walked in to take a shvitz. Amarava. Dafka krachim. Only large bathhouses. Ambatiot The small ones low. Maitama came the Zutrin Nafishavlayu. The smaller ones are are very are are very hot because they're not spread out. And therefore you even if you look if you want to just take a walk through it, that's already going in for a schwitz. You can't even enter it. Forget about sitting there, you can't even walk into it because automatically you can get it you're gonna get a good schwitz. 
מתחמם אדם כנגד המדורה. So this is another thing now. I have a, I have a fireplace. So I want to go and heat myself up by the fireplace. So now I'm nice and warm. And then I go and I take a cold shower. That sounds okay. I'm hot and I take a cold shower. Don't do the opposite. Don't take a hot shower and now sit next to the fireplace. You're heating up the water that's on you. So we don't want you to take a hot, a cold shower and sit by the fireplace. You can heat up a towel and put it on your stomach for a stomachache. Don't put a hot water bottle on your stomach. We don't want you putting a hot, a hot, uh, we're not doing a hot water bottle like they do today. It's plastic and it's, and it has a cover and it's not dangerous. We're talking about you taking a, uh, the kettle from the, from the stove and putting it on your stomach. It's dangerous. You're going to burn yourself. So in those days, they had more primitive hot water bottles, but it seems all are in agreement that, uh, hot water bottles help your stomach. I don't know if it's ever been tested. Maybe it's a placebo, but I remember as a little kid having stomach aches. My mother would fill up this, uh, Thick rubber thing with the with the screw on the top, and you put it on your stomach. You put a hot water bottle. I don't know if anyone does that anymore. But then we were kids. Uh, let me ask Eddie. Eddie. Uh, yes, Rabbi. Did your mother ever give you a hot water bottle? Yes, she did on my stomach. Okay, very good, Eddie. Nice to hear. It was red, and we yes. used to fill it up and put a cork on it. Yes, very good, Eddie. Yes. Um, okay, very good. Yochan, over you in Israel? They did those things, or no? Yes, yes. Remember yeah. that. Okay, so that's hot water bottles. So you got to make sure not to use the actual kettle because it's dangerous. Um, you could bring a jug of water and put it next to a fireplace. You don't want it to become actually heated up. You want it to lose its chill. There's a big question. We're not going to get into it now. Is it in a place that it could get hot? or only the place that it can't get hot. Sounds like here, simply speaking, I could put it next to the fireplace just to uh, warm up a little bit, and you trust me to take it away. She could take a jug of oil, and put it opposite the fireplace. Not that she get heated up. It should lose the chill. You can put hot water on your hands. And heat it by, and heat, heat her hands up by the hot fireplace. She has, she wants to put oil on her son. The oil is a little cold. So she puts it on her hands and she sits by the fireplace and now it gets a little bit warmed up and she puts it on her son. Okay. So now we want to explain this before. The bright explained that Buddha allowed you to put uh, hot water next to the fireplace. Shimon Gamliel did not let you do that. He said you have to put the hot water on your hands. Kanakama didn't talk about uh, did not talk about water, and we don't know what he holds about oil. Malatanakama. What's the Tanakama say about oil? Does you like a Yudah that's allowed? Maybe on Shimon Gamliel it's not allowed. Maybe he has another opinion totally. They both said the Tanakama allows oil. Rav Nachman Yitzchak Amar Yisrael, the Tanakh Kaman does not allow oil. 
We're talking about water. What about oil? Shemen, hot oil, alpish yatslev b'mutar. Even though it's yatslev, but you're allowed to put it next to fire. Kasavatana, come on, why? Shemen ain bo mishum bishu. There's no, it's not considered heating. Not considered cooking. Because since the oil doesn't need to be heated, this Tana says that that's not called cooking. Something that changes gets better. Oil is not impacted at all by the heating. It's not called bishu. That's the Tanakama. That comes in August. Says no. Shemen yesh mishum bishu. No, you could cook oil. Dev shero, but just taking the chill out. Lozel bishul. That's not considered bishul. Shemen yesh mishum bishul. Not only does it have cooking, but hef shero. Even the slightest heating is enough to be called cooking. So we have a makloka to the extreme the Gemara is explaining in the Braitha. That's how Rabbah and Rabbi Yosef explain. The Tanakama allowed oil because he holds oils not possible to be cooked. The next Tana says oil can be cooked, but you're, and therefore you're not allowed to cook it, but you can take the chill out. The third Tana says to the other extreme, oil is so sensitive to heat that even taking the chill out is a problem. That's the approach of Rabban and Rabbi Yosef. No, they, 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 they flip it around. Shemen, afpishen, bo asur. The Tanakhama says, Shemen, you can't even make it, take the chill out. Kasavar Shemen Yeshvo Mishum Bishol. He holds, you could cook oil. And they take the chill out for the cooking. You can't cook, but you could take the chill out. Shemen Yeshvo Mishum Bishol. The opposite. Oil could be cooked and have shero zebishul. Now, the Gemara asks, the way they explain, they both hold it's asur to take the chill out of the oil. What's the difference between them? The difference is, can I do a shinui? According to B'Shulman and Gamliel, I'm allowed to put my hands and make a shinui, and the Tanakhama does not allow it. So Machloket had a view that the three-way opinion about oil in the Brayta, Yehu Machloket, Rabban, Rabbi Yosef, versus Rabbi Nachman, Yitzchak, how to explain it. Rabban, Rabbi Yosef, learn again, the Tanakam is extremely lenient. And they start off, the Tanakam is lenient, and we get uh, continuously stricter. Whereas Rabbi Nachman, Yitzchak says, no, the Tanakam also holds its asur to heat up oil. And the difference between the Tanakam and Shimon Gamaliel is, is could you take the chill out in an abnormal way? Okay. Whether it's oil or water, we hold. We don't differentiate between oil and water. And the main rule is you can never put something in a place that's yad sledibo. What's yad sledibo literally means you take your finger away. It's a different shiur. Hey, chidami, yad sledibo. Amar chava kol shekreso shel tinok nichvet. It's hot enough that the baby's stomach gets burnt. I don't know how they figure that out, whatever that sure is. I followed Rebbe into the bathhouse. <coughs> it was a Chamei uh, Tverius, so it wasn't a sore. <coughs> and I wanted to take this oil and put it into the a bath. It's like a bath in the ground that had hot water in it. And he wanted to put the oil inside to warm it up. 
and he told me, toll the cliche nevatain. Put a cup into the bath, and now turn into a cliche And then you could put the oil in. I see three things in this story. Number one, Shmamina Shemin Yeshwamishum Bishul. He was concerned about cooking it. Shmamina Klishani Emu Vashel, the second case is not Vashel. The Shmamina of Shero Zel Bishulo. We see that just taking the chill out, because he wasn't going to leave it there for a long time. And still Rebbe said it was a problem. So that's just, that's the three lessons we see from the story. When I says, Hey Chiyavid Hachi, how could Rebbe do this and tell Yitzchak Baravdimi? To that, um, that he's not allowed to put in the Kli How could that be? How can you tell him this? There's a rule. You could think Torah anywhere. You can't think Torah in a bathhouse in a bathroom. So how could he tell him a halacha about how to heat up the oil on Shabbat? Maybe he said it in English. That, um, things that are mundane, you could say in Hebrew, you could say, uh, in the bathroom, but you can't say in English, uh, the, the halacha is that you're not allowed to heat up oil. So my answer is no, you're not allowed to talk to the Torah in the bathroom, but if you're in a mikveh, can't say Dvar Torah, you can't even say good Shabbos. That means in the mikveh on Shabbat and you see the guy is about to, uh, Squeeze out his towel. Let's say, stop. In the bathhouse. You still ought to stop the guy from sinning. Teda, I'll prove it to you. The story with the student Meir. He followed him to the Beit And he wanted to smooth out the, the ground of the bathhouse. You now smooth out the ground on Shabbat because you're going to you know how to smooth the ground out because you're going to flatten it out. Uh, so he said, Then, He wanted to put some oil on it. You can't put oil on it because again, for the same reason, he smoothed it out. From the fact that you see that the rabbi corrected the student to the bathhouse, there's a difference about stopping sinning. So Ravina says, from the story of Rebbe, I see the now the cook in the Chametzraya, because this story of Rebbe, the master of Rebbe Lachar Gezerah, so obviously it was after the Gezerah, he was not allowed to be in regular hot water, he was in Chametzraya, and when he told the Klishin Evitain, so the master says, in these, that's all, the Mar of Chizdam, Vashel Bechametzraya, Shabbat Patur. So it's my Chayav, Nami de Kamar, Makat Mardut. I didn't say it's Chayav, Mita. I said he's chayav midrabanan. Because from the fact that Rebbe didn't allow him to cook the waters, it means it's still asum midrabanan. Amr Abzeira, ani chaziti l'rabavu, the shat bambate. I saw Bavu who was like, uh, floating in a, in a, in a, in a bathtub. But Adani ikari loakar, I don't know if his feet were off the ground or not. It means you're not allowed to go swimming on Shabbat. So I want to know if, uh, maybe you're not allowed to go swimming in a large, in a, in a large pool either. And maybe, I don't know if he was, he was floating, maybe his feet were still on the ground. He did not take his feet off the ground. You cannot go swim in a large pool of water. Even in the you still can't do it. So, 
what's going on? So how could you tell me what Jehovah means? He took his feet out. You know, if he says you're not to swim, this is Lokash. How the let they could do they? How the let they could do they? The bright that says you're not to go swimming outside. It's where there's no lip. There's no lip. It looks like a river, and it's not allowed. But if it's in a pool that has a lip, that was the question. If we're, if there's a sin of, uh, uh the question was, are you allowed to go swimming basically in a swimming pool? That's the question. It's the same gazera about swimming in a ocean or river apply to a swimming pool.